Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback with your hosts, Jumpin' John McDermott and Bill Price. Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback. I'm Jumpin' John McDermott. And we'll be looking back at some of rock and roll's greatest artists, songs, and stories. Today, we will focus on another British invasion band that hit America's shores in 1964, the Moody Blues. This podcast is part one of two podcasts about the Moody Blues. Today, I will be discussing the Mark I version of the band and their hit single, Go Now. Part two will focus on the Mark II version of the band from 1967 to 1977 and their core seven albums. The Mark I version of the Moody Blues was an English rock band consisting of keyboardist Mike Pinder, flute and harmonica player Ray Thomas, guitarist Denny Lane, who was born Brian Hines, drummer Graham Edge, and bassist Clint Warwick. Clint's real name was Albert Eccles, but his favorite actor was Clint Walker, and his favorite singer was Dionne Warwick, hence the name change. The group was one of several British beat groups primarily playing rhythm and blues. Ray Thomas, John Lodge, and Mike Pinder had all been members of El Riot and the Rebels. They disbanded when Lodge, the youngest member, went to technical college, and Pinder joined the Army. Pinder then rejoined Thomas to form the Crew Cats. Like several other British bands, they went to Hamburg, Germany from May to November 1963. They were well-received but poorly paid and returned to Britain disillusioned. Pinder and Thomas then recruited guitarist-vocalist Denny Lane, who had fronted the Diplomats, and band manager-turned-drummer Graham Edge, who had played with Jerry Levine and the Avengers. Pinder and Thomas initially approached their former El Riot bandmate John Lodge about being the bass player, but Lodge declined as he was still in college and training as a drafting apprentice. They instead recruited bassist Clint Warwick, who had played with Danny King and the Dukes. The five appeared as the Moody Blues for the first time in Birmingham in May of 1964. The band's name developed from a hoped-for sponsorship from the Mitchells and Butler's Brewery, which failed to materialize, the band calling themselves both the MBs and the MB5, and was also a subtle reference to the Duke Ellington song Mood Indigo, which apparently was one of Pinder's mother's favorite songs. Pender said that the band was named Moody Blues because he was interested in how music changes people's moods and due to the fact that the band was playing blues at the time. Around this time, the band was the resident group at the Carlton Ballroom, later to become rock music venue Mother's Club, on Erdington's High Street. The band soon obtained a London-based management company, Ridge Pride, formed by Alex Wharton, who had been in the A&R division of Decca Records. Their recording contract was signed in the spring of 1964 with Ridge Pride, which then leased their recordings to Decca. Through this arrangement, they were introduced to London-based manager Tony Secunda. 
Tony got the band to perform a regular spot at London's famous Marquee Club. They released a single, Steal Your Heart Away, that year, which failed to chart. They also appeared on the Ready, Steady, Go TV program singing the up-tempo B-side, Lose Your Money But Don't Lose Your Mind. It was their second single, Go Now, released later that year that launched their career. The Go Now single became a big hit in Britain, where it remains their only number one single, and in the United States, where it reached number 10. The band encountered management problems after the chart-topping hit and subsequently signed to Decca Records in the UK, London Records in the US, directly as recording artists. Their debut album, The Magnificent Moody's, produced by Denny Cordell, was released on Decca in mono in 1965. It contained that hit single, Go Now, together with one side of classic R&B covers and a second side with four Lane Pinder originals. Alex Wharton left the management firm and the group released a series of relatively unsuccessful singles. The Moody Blues enjoyed a minor British hit with a cover of I Don't Want to Go On Without You at number 33 in February of 1965, while the Pinder Lane original From the Bottom of My Heart I Love You produced by Danny Cordell with a vocal choral sound towards the conclusion that anticipated their sound on Nights in White Satin. That song was issued as a UK single in May of 1965 and did a little better at number 22. But then a song called Every Day, which was also written by Pinder and Lane, stalled at number 44 in October of 1965, and no further British singles were released for about a year. The Moody Blues was still in demand for live gigs, though, and they had chart success in the U.S. and in Europe during those months when Bye Bye Bird was lifted from their album in 1965, December, as an overseas single reaching number three in France. Also in December 1965, they toured Great Britain as a support act to some band called The Beatles during The Beatles' last English tour. And the Moody Blues actually became friends with the Beatles during that tour gig. By this time, the Moody Blues were living together in a large rented house in the Roehampton area of London. Famous pop stars of the day, including the Beatles, were regular visitors there, and the house became known for some wild drug parties. During one of the many parties, girls were climbing in through the windows to get in. Mike Pinder claims... He told the story to Paul McCartney and that it was the inspiration for Paul's Beatles song, She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. Uh, this has not been verified, but that's what Mike's, Mike claims. By 1966, the group were obliged to reduce their booking fees while playing more and more gigs to keep up with expenses. Beatles manager Brian Epstein had taken over management of the Moody Blues in September of 1965, but this did little to improve their situation. The Moody Blues' refusal to record Those Were the Days, as suggested by Paul McCartney, may not have helped things either as far as their record company was concerned. In June 1966, Warwick retired from the group and the music business to become a carpenter and spend time with his family. He was briefly replaced by Rod Clark, but in September of 66, Denny Lane departed from the group, which prompted Decca to release 
Boulevard de la Madeleine, backed with This Is My House But Nobody Calls, only a few days later, as the Moody Blues seemed to be disintegrating. Clark left to join the Rockin' Berries. The Moody Blues has been in the process of recording their second album with songs written mostly by Lane and entitled Look Out, again with Cordell producing. However, due to all of the personnel departures, the album was shelved. Here are a few more details about their big hit song. The song Go Now was composed by Larry Banks and Milton Bennett and first recorded by Bessie Banks, who was Larry uh, Banks's former wife, and was released as a single in January of 1964. A 1962 demo recorded by Bessie of the song was heard by songwriters and record producers Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, who re-recorded it in late 1963 with arrangements by Gary Sherman and backing vocals by D.D. Warwick and Sissy Houston. The single was released in early 1964, as I said, and Bessie's version reached number 40 on the Cashbox R&B singles chart. When Denny Lane first heard Bessie Banks's version, he immediately told the rest of the band that they needed to record the song. The Moody Blues version of Go Now was released in November of 1964 under the DECA label in the UK and January of 1965 under the London label in the US. The B-side of the UK single was It's Easy Child, and in the US, the B-side was Lose Your Money. Lane sang lead vocals on the song with the rest of the band singing backing vocals, and Pinder played the dramatic piano parts. At the time the Moody Blues singles was released, it was being promoted on television with one of the first purpose-made promotional films in the pop era, produced and directed by their co-manager Alex Wharton. The song reached number one in the UK singles chart in late January of 1965, and the US Go Now did not enter the Billboard chart 100 until February of 65, and it peaked at number 10 in the U.S. It peaked at number 2 in Canada, number 4 in Ireland, and number 10 in the Netherlands. Billboard described the song as having a rare beat and interesting gospel-like piano support. The Moody's version of the song even had an influence on a future Beatles recording. According to the White Album engineer Chris Thomas, George Harrison asked him to add a piano part to the Beatles song Long, Long, Long in a style of the Moody Blues version of Go Now. The Mark II Moody Blues continued to perform Go Now for a short time after Denny Lane left the band up until they began writing their own material. Justin Hayward sang the song during his first year with the band and Ray Thomas attempted to sing it a couple times. Lane continued to perform the song in concert during his years in Paul McCartney's Wings, accompanying himself on piano along with Paul McCartney on bass and vocals, Linda McCartney on vocals, Jimmy McCulloch on lead guitar, and Joe English on drums. In June 1976, Wings' version of Go Now, performed at the Forum in Inglewood, appears on the Wings Over America live album. In January 1997, Go Now was released on the very best of the Moody Blues. Its release on this album was the first time it had been released on a Moody Blues compilation album. Go Now was also released on the subsequent Moody Blues two-disc compilation album 
anthology. As mentioned earlier, after the success of Go Now, the band floundered, having difficulty duplicating the same chart-topping success. With the departures of Warwick and Lane, they were in danger of becoming one-hit wonders. So check out the Moody Blues Part 2 podcast to hear what happened next. This has been Rock and Roll Flashback, a look at the Moody Blues Part 1. I'm Jumpin' John McDermott, and until next time... Rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on.